Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area, and your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seed's website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you. I'm having some fun talking to Jeannie Chilson from Chilson Motors. And we're talking Ram trucks. And there's an awful lot of pride that goes with the Ram truck owners and the technology and the creators of those Ram trucks. And they have a lot to offer. Absolutely. Ram offers anywhere from a 1500 series all the way up to a 5500 series. So whether you're just towing something around town or you need us to customize it for your business or for your work, we have the Ram experts to do so. Ram trucks are so versatile. You can find them working hard to a night out on the town and they fit right in where wherever they go. Absolutely. Ram has worked very hard to create an interior on their trucks that is really a luxury vehicle in a truck. Excellent layout of seating, appointments, and they have really worked hard on the detail of their trucks to give owners a really comfortable, well-appointed driving experience. Ram really looks out for their customers by creating great value in their truck. Absolutely. Ram offers so many different engine options as well, too, from the diesel to the classic V8 Hemi to the new TRX, which has a lot of horsepower. How can we find out more about Ram trucks? You can visit either of our two showrooms, Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Highway 53 in Chippewa Falls or Chilson's Corner Motors in Cadott at the corner of Highway X and Highway 27. Or you can visit us on the web at chilson.com. Remember, let our family take care of your family. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. That's all I need is you on the other end of the radio, and glad you're there. Good morning. Shank of the day on a Friday. Bob and Joe with you to do the chores this morning. And uh, fair season continues. We'll talk about that. Joe was at the Jackson County Fair yesterday and uh, we'll get some of the results here from uh, a young exhibitor from down there also uh, we'll talk about uh, well russia ukraine those attacks are nasty federal milk order hearings uh, also allison dairyland has a home in 2024 and uh, what fairs are we can oh, i'll be down at buffalo county fair later on this morning the beef show will be going on and uh, so the lamb show after that, and uh, walking around the grounds, Buffalo County Fairgrounds down in Mondovi, just below the school there. So we'll be uh, looking at that. I would imagine it'll be warm in the building showing the cattle today. It was warm yesterday down yeah. in Jackson County, so I'm sure it's going to be warm again today. Yeah. It is look. fair season. But uh, it is, and that's got to be tough on not only the uh, animals, but the kids as well. Yeah, the kids were pretty wore out after the hog show yesterday down in Jackson County. A lot of uh, <clears throat> shorts went on and a little bit of water fighting, you know, cool things off. You and bet. Good for them. That's what the fair is all about, having fun. And again, the state fair is going on in Milwaukee if you've got, uh, you know, young kids, juniors going, or anybody going down there showing, let us know how they do. Waxbob at gmail.com. Send us a quick email and let us know what, who they are, where they're from, what the category is they're showing, and how they did. Also, I want to remind you this, because Jill is in charge of tickets 
for the uh, Badger Steam and Gas Engine show that's coming up in not this weekend, but in two weeks. And next weekend, it's the, uh, what is it, close to home? What do they call it? The, the uh, 60th year of the Pioneer Days. Pioneer Days. Pioneer Days here in Eau Claire, out the old Ponderosa 37 and uh, 85, where the road breaks to go to Duran right there is where that's at. And we've got tickets to give away, and we've had people emailing us. But when you email us... Please send your address. Because I can't mail out the tickets unless I have an address. Yeah, don't just say, I'd like tickets. Well, so would a lot of other people. But if you want <laughs> tickets from us, you got you to gotta send us your address so we can get them out to you. We can't, uh, you know, we can tell you an email you're getting them, but uh, that doesn't mean you got them on email. So send us your address, please, because we'd like to get you tickets if you want to go. Again, Badger Steam and Gas Engine Club show, that is what date? August 18th, 19th, and 20th, and that's down in Baraboo. Yep, where the old farm, not the old, but this past Farm Technology Day show was held here a couple of weeks ago. And, of course, the uh, Pioneer show will be just uh, south of Eau Claire. So, again, they're coming up, and if you like to see the old antique engines, the steam engines, and uh, some of the history, make sure you get us your name, because as long as we've got tickets, we will send them out to you. And, of course, uh, we'll uh, talk about uh, the markets as well, and, well, we want to keep that quiet. <laughs> Dairy markets are, are not a pretty picture when they talk about these federal milk marketing order changes. Possibly, will they change it to help dairy producers get a livable wage? Because right now, it's not all that livable. For those who work in acres... Not an hour. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Oh, and being Friday morning, don't forget Brent Wink will be with us. Brent's on his way right now, and I'm sure he'll have more good information as he always does on our Winfield United Atlanta Lakes Covering the Crops program. Brent will be here. All right, let's take a quick check of our weather brought to you by the Chilson Automotive Group. And if you've got a weather-damaged RV... Chilson's can help. Go to ChilsonRV.com. They'll answer all your questions and give you the help you need to get your RV situation squared away. Good weekend for RVing because uh, it's going to be a pretty nice weekend. Still warm, 87 today, partly cloudy, uh, 65 overnight. Saturday will be 82 and partly cloudy. Sunday it's going to start, uh, what I would say, cooling off, only upper 70s, and it is a good chance of rain. On Sunday, maybe towards the noon hour or afternoon, there's some rain moving through the area, it looks like. Monday, partly cloudy. Tuesday, partly cloudy, low 80s. Chance again of rain on Wednesday with a high in the upper 70s. It's 66 right now. Not a bad morning out there. Fog out there. Rice Lake is reporting fog. Jill's reporting fog. So there's fog out there in some places, but just be careful. About a minute after 5, this is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. Here's some news. NBC News Radio, I'm Trey Thomas. Former President Trump has pleaded not guilty to criminal charges connected to his alleged efforts to overturn the 2020 presidential election. So if you can't beat him, you persecute him or you prosecute him. We can't let this happen in America. Trump appeared in federal court in Washington, D.C. Thursday after being indicted earlier this week. He faces four counts, including conspiracy to defraud the U.S. Trump was released under the condition that he doesn't speak with any witnesses in the case unless it's through or with lawyers present. 
The man convicted of killing 11 people at the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh has been formally sentenced to death. Lisa Taylor has more. A federal jury reached a unanimous decision Wednesday which recommended that Robert Bowers be sentenced to death. Bowers was convicted in June on more than 60 charges in the 2018 shooting. I'm Lisa Taylor. Half of Americans say the U.S. economy is still getting worse. Mark Mayfield reports. According to a CNN poll, 51% of Americans said the economy is continuing its downturn despite some positive indicators. U.S. GDP grew more than expected in the second quarter of 2023, and inflation has continued to subside. Another 28% said economic recovery hasn't begun yet, but conditions aren't getting worse. Only one in five said the economy is recovering from its recent issues. I'm Mark Mayfield. Employers are hitting the pause button on back-to-the-office efforts. According to new data, workers who are on a hybrid or remote work assignment are not showing diminished productivity. Analysts say that younger workers express different sensibilities and needs than their older counterparts and tend to excel in a flexible work environment. You're listening to NBC News Radio. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again, cooling off as we get to the weekend. Still going to be a, well, a hot day today. I think we were well over 90 yesterday in many areas. Our early morning on Friday weather forecast brought to you by the Chilson Automotive Group. New 2022 campers starting at 11988 at com. A lot of camping still to do this season. All right, weather, partly cloudy, about 87 today, 65 overnight. Saturday, 82, partly cloudy. Next chance of rain looks like Sunday, probably about midday, something like that. 76, we'll check with Mike Dandry here in a little while, make sure that uh, we're right, and uh, hopefully he's right too, (laughs) calling for rain midday Sunday. And on uh, Monday and Tuesday, just partly cloudy, low 80s, and then upper 70s on Wednesday, another chance of rain then. So again, uh, hopefully we'll get more rain. All right, we've got some little fog around the area. Rice Lake is reporting some fog in 62 this morning. It's 56 in Medford, Wausau, 64, 66 in Marshfield, 68 in La Crosse, 62 in Green Bay, 69 in the Madison Sun Prairie area. Milwaukee checking in at 65 this morning, or Milwaukee, I'm sorry, checking in at 71. We're around Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls checking in at 65 this morning. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's Friday morning, and uh, most of the week's livestock trade is uh, in the books, at least at the sale barns. And uh, Jill, cash livestock, what are we at? Choice fed beef steers are 175 to 187, with mixed at 137 to 173. Choice fed beef heifers are 174 to 181, with mixed at 120 to 173. Choice fed Holstein steers are 154 to 167, with select and silage fed steers 128 to 153. Cows are 80 to 110, with a top of 136. Bulls are 114 to 130. Butcher hogs are 52 to 89, with sows at 50 to 62, and boars at 22 to 27. Shorn market lambs are 150 to 185. Feeder lambs are 50 to 180. Ewes are 50 to 85. Small goats are 10 to 140. Medium goats are 80 to 200. Large goats are 107 to 460. And nanny goats are 5 to 255. And at the Mercantile Exchange, closed yesterday. Cattle higher, hogs lower. August live cattle, 178.50, up 47. October live cattle, 181.30. That was up 80 cents. December, 185.55, up 95. And February, 189.20, up $1.15. 
Feeder cattle for August up a dollar twelve at two forty seven ninety five at the close. September up a dollar fifty five at two fifty one sixty five. October feeder cattle closed at two fifty three forty two up one fifty seven. November two fifty four twelve up a dollar fifty five in January two fifty two fifty five up one fifty seven. Hogs were lower. August at one oh one even. That's down a dollar sixty seven. October to eighty two oh five down two eighty two. December seventy four fifty five down two thirty two. And February hogs at seventy eight seventy five. That was down a dollar eighty seven. Board of trade was mixed on the day trade. Corn was lower. Got some rain around some parts of the growing area. And Brazil's second crop, their safina crop as they call it. That's coming in, putting pressure on prices. Beans actually closed four cents higher. Good demand for soybeans overnight. December corn up uh, eight cents, five oh two. Oats down three at four forty. Wheat December up fifteen cents overnight, six seventy. November soybeans up eleven cents, thirteen thirty six. Soybean meal for December up sixty cents a ton at three hundred ninety nine dollars and ten cents. Barrel cheese fell four and a half cents, one eighty two and a half. Blocks pretty much unchanged all week at one ninety six. Butter down a cent and a half at two sixty one and a half. Class three another dismal day for class three prices. August down forty at seventeen oh nine. September down thirty four at seventeen nineteen. October down thirty at seventeen sixty seven. November now eighteen dollars even down twenty two. December down fifteen at 18.07. So that's where the markets look this morning. Brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. We're going to go to the Jackson County Fair. Jill had a chance to talk to a young sheep exhibitor. We'll hear all about that next right here on Wax. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. I caught up with somebody that brought home the grand champion market lamb from the Jackson County Fair, Franny Everson. She shows under the Milk Duds 4-H Club. Tell me about that sheep. Yeah, it was honestly just a pure shock. She came from uh, Sarah and Joel Lindau's farm. The reaction yesterday, if you anybody saw it like out on fa- our um, Facebook page from the fair, um, it was a pure shock moment. I was not expecting that. You had to bring her in. You bought you bought her. You brought her here. How many sheep do you have at home? So our herd is very small, just because we only really buy them for um, sh- like the fair. Um, right now, there are no sheep sitting at our house because both of them are right here at the <laughs> fair currently. So tell me about the sheep that won it all. Um, well, her name is Edna, and she was born back in January. And what breed and how heavy was she? She's a crossbred and she was 141 pounds. And when you were out there in that show ring, what did the judge say to you that set that lamb apart from the rest? Um, she He had kind of said that she was really big framed and he really just liked when he got up to like feel up on her ribs. Um, at first he said that he didn't really like her per se, but then as soon as he got to kind of go up and feel on her ribs and whatnot, he really felt, and that's when he really fell in love with her and kind of knew that that's what he wanted for the grand champion. And you get to sell her at the sale. I do. Yes, I do. What are you going to do with all that money that you get? Um. Well, I'm going to college next year, so probably pay my tuition for next year. So where are you going to college and what for? Um, I'm going to University of Wisconsin River Falls to major in biomedical and health science on a pre-med track. 
And that was the Grand Championship here at the Jackson County Fair with Franny Everson showing on to the Milk Duds 4-H Club. And I'm Jill Welke from Wax 104.5. Now, I've been to the Jackson County Fair many times. Never heard of the Milk Duds 4-H Club, so I don't know if that's a new one or not. Well, there was an awful lot of kids in the Milk Duds. Well, so. that's good. That's good. So, uh... Good show. Now, what are they, Jackson County, what are they showing today? Do you have that schedule? Beef. Beef this morning and then goats this afternoon. And what about dairy? Dairy's oh, heifers, not... heifers this afternoon starting at one thirty. Okay. So still a lot of judging to do at the Jackson County Fair. And again, as we said, we'll be down at the uh, beef show down at uh, Mondovi, the Buffalo County Fair. Also, don't forget the Wisconsin Valley Fair going on in Wausau. The young people showing over there. The Wisconsin State Fair down at West Dallas. It's a busy, busy fair week. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. About 17 minutes after 5 o'clock. We're looking at 65 degrees right now. We'll look at 87 later on under partly cloudy skies. So if you're going to the fair, you shouldn't have to wear a very heavy sweatshirt. That is for sure. Well, let's take a look at what's going on, because the activity over in that Russia-Ukraine area, Jill, is still not good. It is not. The Russian army has focused their Ukrainian attacks this week on more grain export facilities, doing major damage. Their targets this week have been major export outlets near Odessa, a city along the border with Romania, which is a member of NATO. Those attacks caused major fires and severe damage to grain silos, which store huge amounts of grain destined mainly to food insecure nations in Africa and parts of Asia. In the past two weeks, since Russia pulled out of the Black Sea Grain Agreement, those drone and missile attacks have targeted Odessa and other river ports in that region. But it could be worse. The Ukrainian Air Force has intercepted 23 Russian drones targeting targeting those ports, as well as the capital of Kiev. Those attacks are likely to continue since Russian President Vladimir Putin says Russia will not re-enter any agreements until the West gives in to his demands, which isn't likely to happen. And the USDA is getting ready for its largest hearing on federal milk marketing orders in 20 years. The hearing will begin August 23rd in Carmel, Indiana. There will, be, there will reportedly be testimony on six major topics, including updating make allowances for manufacturers to cover their production costs and returning to the hire-of method for calculating Class 1 or fluid milk prices. The hearing will continue until the presiding administrative law judge says he's heard enough. The hearing will break for Labor Day and for another weekend later in September, so it will be a long, laborious session. The last time milk marketing orders were overhauled was in the year 2000. All right, and uh, coming up, we're going to hear from our uh, friend Stephanie Goff of the Midwest family down in Madison, and uh, who's she talking to and about what? She's talking to Anna Zeck. It's the Wisconsin State Fair Park. Found- she is the executive director of the Wisconsin State Fair Park foundation and they're going to talk about the house of milk all right so that's coming up the wisconsin state fair is underway and we'll hear more about that coming up here on wax wax 104.5 and the midwest farm report when you walk through the gates of wisconsin state fair you have countless options to eat and drink around the park 
You also have the chance to make your dollar go a little further by supporting the Wisconsin State Fair Park Foundation. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, talking with Anna Zek at Wisconsin State Fair Park in West Dallas. She's the executive director of the foundation. There are a couple of new elements this year to what the foundation has to offer for both kids and adults. At the Milk House, you'll find one-of-a-kind milk flavors for only a dollar. They also have the Blue Ribbon Brownies for sale. And in the Central Park area, you can purchase beer and wine and cocktails. Anna has the details, starting with what the Wisconsin State Fair Park Foundation does. So the Milk House is a 30-year tradition at the Wisconsin State Fair. It's beloved. It's considered, you know, a must-do of the fair. Um, it's been around for 30 years. It was started by Senator Herb Cole, um, and then it was transferred to the Milwaukee Bucks, and then last year it was transferred to the foundation. So we like to say every sip helps. We reinvest every dollar back into the fair you love. And ahead of the fair, you get your milk shipment. Can you tell me where the milk comes from and how much you're hauling in? Absolutely. We, we bring it in from Prairie Farms. They're one of our sponsors. And we have four flavors this year. We have strawberry cheesecake, cookies and cream, salted caramel, and root beer, which is our biggest seller. So we're really excited about four really exciting flavors that will pair really well with the Blue Ribbon Brownie, which you used to be able to find in the Cream Puff Pavilion, and that has now been relocated over to uh, the Milk House as well. How do you decide the flavors of the milk every year? So we are run by a really amazing board of 15 individuals who are, you know, really represent the community, and we have a little fun tasting party and um, choose those flavors for the year. How much do you go through? So we, the, each serving is eight ounces, so it's a nice eight ounce pour. And last year we sold 77,000 cups of milk. 77,000 cups of milk. And again, that money is being reinvested into the fair. How? So we have a variety of different programs that speak to our mission. And our mission is really to help the fair to grow, and we do that by supporting capital improvements, park beautification, and ag education programming here at the fair park. So when you come to the fair this year and you come to Central Park, you'll see that the old fountain has been taken out, and there's a new, you know, really, like, Instagrammable space with, um, you know, featuring, like, Wisconsin stones and things of that nature, and that's an example of one of the kinds of things that um, the foundation does for the fair. Again, four flavors of milk to look forward to at the Milk House at Wisconsin State Fair Park during the best 11 days of summer. And to pair along with your 8-ounce glass of milk is also that Blue Ribbon Brownie. Tell me about the popularity of that among fairgoers. So we are so excited to be able to feature one of you know the iconic state fair products at the Milk House this year. The brownie has been around you know for many years, and it's always been like the you know the little sister to the cream puff. And we thought by moving it over to the Milk House, you know, it could really shine as a hero itself. Seventy-seven thousand cups of milk. How about the brownie? So this is our first year, so we're going to be learning a lot um, in the first few days. So we are working with a baker who is going to be helping us to meet our needs, and you know we're just crossing our fingers that it you know turns out to be a you know a really popular item that can be paired with milk and and really add to that experience. 
Again, used to be at the Cream Puff Pavilion. Now it'll, the Blue Ribbon Brownie will be at the Milk House. Do you know how many you expect to have to sell? Yeah, we're hoping to sell 10,000. So that's our goal. We'll, we'll see how close we get to that in our first year. I'll be one of those oh, people. Thank you. <laughs> Again, Milk House is just one part of the Wisconsin State Fair Park where you can stretch your dollar to go back into the fair and its programs. The other is a, a new feature the bar. (laughs) Yes, so we are really excited this year to add a new fundraising um, opportunity for other folks. Um, So in addition to the Milk House, um, if you walk to Central Park, right across from the Bud Pavilion, you will see a new bar, and it's called the Charity Bar. It'll be all lit up. You won't be able to miss it. And everything you order from the Charity Bar, 30% of that is going to come back directly into the foundation. So we're going to take those dollars and reinvest them into our mission-driven programming as well. What are the options at the bar? Oh, everything you would get at a bar at the state fair. So beer and cocktails and all the good stuff. Can you give me an example, Anna, or maybe share the amount of money that you were able to bring in in years past to help support your efforts during Wisconsin State Fair? Well, we are a small foundation, but some of the dollars that we have brought in through the Milk House, um, you know, last year, you know, totaled about $75,000 that we're able to bring in. We do a wide variety of fundraising. That's just one, but we do a golf outing that's very successful with, you know, the extended fair family. We run the Cream Puff 5K run walk that takes place two weeks before the fair, and we have a full membership program as well. So we have 365 days worth of programming to help you know, our beloved donors make a difference at the fair park all year round. Do you have a success story you can share for us of the impact that these dollars have made, maybe in particular on the youth? So just this year, we were very, very excited to support the first ever Ag Discovery Day at the fair. So in May, it was the first week of May, we brought in over 700 elementary school teachers and their chaperones and teachers, um, and we gave them the experience of a day at the fair and just kind of showcasing the best of Wisconsin agriculture to kids from Milwaukee Public Schools, West Allis Schools, right here in our own community, and then TOSA as well. So it was just a great opportunity. Teachers said it was the best field trip that they've ever been on. The kids were able to engage with many of our partners, whether it was the the Honey Association or it was, you know, the Wisconsin State Fair Dairy Promotions Board. Um, We got a fiberglass cow that the kids could have the opportunity to milk and just giving them experience of what Wisconsin agriculture means to the state, to many kids who have never and will never have the opportunity to come to a farm. Yeah, they got that right here at Wisconsin State Fair Park, thanks to foundation dollars and the people that came to support the foundation. What's your goal this year? Do you have a a goal that you're trying to make during Wisconsin State Fair? Well, we'd like to beat last year, of course. Um, That's always the goal, to continue to grow. Um, But, you know, our most, you know, our, our biggest goal is just to really, you know, give everyone that experience for many people, coming to the Milk House, you know, is is really a must-do at the fair. It's part of, you know, what they've done for, you know, as growing up and now with their own families. So it's really our, you know, honor to continue that tradition at the State Fair. Again, the State Fair is underway. Just so many things to do. And we thank our, our pals from down at uh, Midwest Farm Report down in Madison, Stephanie and Charity and Pam getting us caught up on all the things at the State Fair. You can help us get caught up with things at the State Fair. we got a lot of young people from our area going down and 
Brent is here, and I think we, even from way over in Glenwood City, Brent, they go to the State Fair, don't they? Yeah, we they do allow us out of our little niche over there. So, I, <laughs> But only under supervision. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so if you got the young ones going to the State Fair showing down there, tell us how they do. Waxbob at gmail.com. We'd love to have it. Let everybody else know how the uh, folks do down at the State Fair in West Allis. 29 minutes after 5 o'clock. Oh, I, before we go much further, I want to say good morning to a good listener, Dewey Eddy, Dwayne Eddy. He's over in that Nielsville area, Clark County, I do believe, and he's been listening for years and years and years. Started, he said, back in the 70s. His niece actually said he started listening back in the 70s when I got here. Dwayne Eddy, and I know Jill doesn't remember that name, but... Uh, you remember the name Dwayne Eddy as far as rock music is concerned? Me or Jill? You. You're I, she not I, around that area. No, I I don't. Dwayne Eddy, I remember one of the best instrumental guitar songs. I think it was what 40 miles of dirt road or something like that and it was a it was nothing but a guitar solo. Dwayne Eddy and I'll boy could he play the guitar. He could he play it. Yeah. 40 miles of bad road or 40 miles of, I don't remember it, but uh Dwayne Eddy, Dewey, over there, got him a farm cap, and uh, he's wearing it proudly. The only problem is it's white, so <laughs> Dewey, just wear it to church so you don't get it too dirty. But again, thanks for listening all those years. Uh, Dewey, Dwayne Eddy over in that area, and uh, we thank everybody that's uh, listened to us for a good number of years. Don't you have something better to do? Agriculture. It's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And again, no, we seriously thank you for listening to us uh, all these years and uh, being part of our lives. We'll get down to Buffalo County and talk to so many friends down there. So we're looking for that later on today. But uh, no, this Dwayne Eddy in our area is not the guitar player. So <laughs> I want, but just he carries the same name. And he goes by Dewey, but his real name is Dwayne Eddy. So we want to, again, acknowledge that. Maybe he can play the guitar. If he does, good for him. Uh, I don't know if Morgan plays the guitar either, but boy, she's good at the news. Morgan McCarthy in the newsroom on this Friday morning. Good morning, Morgan. Well, good morning. Here's what we're learning today. We'll start with headlines that keep us pretty close to our area. We know one person was hurt when a house exploded in Rusk County. This was Wednesday morning as firefighters from Ladysmith say the house in the town of Grove blew up about 10 a.m. The person who lives in the house was the only one home at the time. Firefighters say they were able to drive themselves to the hospital. Now investigators saying it was likely a gas leak in the basement to blame for the explosion. Well, we go to campus and land at UW Oshkosh, where they're laying off 200 people. And that's a multi-million dollar budget gap that they're working with. And the university yesterday said it will cut those mostly non-faculty jobs and furlough others to try to close that gap. Oshkosh is Wisconsin's third largest campus, but it's seen enrollment fall over the past several years. Looking at some of those student numbers, there were just over 13,000 kids on campus last year, which is down 700 from the year before. Now, overall, if we look across the system, the UW president said in the spring that most campuses will be losing money by the end of next year. There was a D.C. connection to Wisconsin. It was Vice President Harris who had wheels down to talk tech. She was in the southeast part of Wisconsin, Pleasant Prairie area, talking about tech jobs, broadband components, and a plant that was built to help with that project in Wisconsin. She also talked about the coming election, and it's actually her first visit to Wisconsin during this 2024 election cycle, although she was here several times four years ago. Expected to come back, as you know, Wisconsin tends to be 
one of those key battleground states when it comes to the election year. Well, we're not there quite yet. We'll look at some other headlines, and that includes a generous donation, actually the biggest in history for the Eau Claire Community Foundation, nearly $5 million. That gift from Bill Bingham, a lifelong foundation member, and the money will now be used to set up an endowment in his name. More information on this donation online, 715newsroom.com. You have to have your parents with you, Cream Puff. Wisconsin State Fair changing their rules this year. So just a heads up there, if you're heading to West Allis, if you uh, have kids with you, the fair is now requiring teens and kids under 18 to have a parent to get into the fair after 5 p.m. The rule itself is not new. It had a similar requirement last year, but it's the time change that's new to that 5 p.m. time. Fair managers say the idea there is to make sure that groups of unsupervised teens don't cause trouble. And we put those hands in the air. We're going to head to the roller coaster if you still want to get a little bit of a thrill seek in for the summer. There's a shot at it in California. SeaWorld San Diego, known for animal ecology and preservation, is putting their finishing touches on a brand new roller coaster, one that will be the longest and fastest on the West Coast. The Arctic Rescue will take riders on a two-minute journey showing the threats of Arctic sea life, climate change, and global warming, all while traversing 2,800 feet of track and soaring as high as 30 feet in the air at speeds up to 40 miles per hour. Get your screams ready. The coaster is expected to open sometime this spring. I'm Bree Tennis, NBC News Radio. Of course, you got to get off of the roller coaster, land safely back in the barn, and do those chores with Bob Bosel, Jill Welke, and your Midwest Farm Report on Wax. Uh, 104.5. Good morning, Morgan. Thank you very much. I don't know if Mike Dandria likes to ride roller coasters or not, but we'll find out right now. Morning, Mike. Good morning, Bob. And I do like roller coasters. I, you know, I do too, and I like those things. It's been a few years since I've been on one, but I'd be tempted to go on that thing out at SeaWorld if I was out there. I would, too, but, uh, yeah, I need to get to SeaWorld first. Yeah, you and me both. That's a few miles away. But uh, (laughs) we've got another warm day for the fairs, huh? Yes, we do. Now, it's not going to be quite as hot as humid and, and humid as yesterday, but that being said, we'll still have temperatures in the upper 80s and dew points in the low 60s, so it is still going to be a hot and humid one. Mostly sunny for today, but a few clouds will roll in tonight, dipping to the mid-60s. Now, tomorrow, starting off with some cloud cover, possibly a chance at a shower or storm, but better chances arrive on Sunday. Tomorrow does start that cool down, though, with our highs in the low to mid-80s. Sunday only getting into the mid-70s, but that's because we'll have that cloud cover hanging around through most of the day, and we'll have those better chances at showers and storms, some of which could produce some heavier rainfall at times. Now looking at Monday, starting to dry out, but breezy and staying on the cooler side relative to today and yesterday with highs right around 80 and that'll be where we hang out temperature-wise through the middle of next week. Wednesday does bring us just a chance at a few showers and storms, but otherwise mostly sunny going into Thursday. Right now, though, we do have a mostly clear sky and kind of a beautiful look to the sunrise, which will come up in about 20 minutes and a temperature of 65 degrees in Eau Claire. So what was if we got 90 yesterday easy, didn't we? Mm-hmm. How hot? Uh, let me actually look back. I don't have I think it. I found my truck. It said 92 or something like that. And I would imagine some other places got warmer than that. Yeah, especially further towards the south. Not too far south towards like uh, Viroqua area. They had more in the way of cloud cover. But yeah, we hit 92 yesterday. Yeah. I was like, I couldn't remember if it was 91 or 92. And I wanted to get you the most accurate one. <laughs> What's the difference? Yeah, there's really not much. When we had dew points in the 70s, too. Yeah, that's yeah there's right. not much of a difference. Kind of uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Keep our fingers crossed for Sunday afternoon. You bet. Thanks, Mike. No problem. Have a good weekend. You too. There he goes, Mike Dandry over there at Skywarn 13. This is the kind of weather you can sweat and lose weight. 
the first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it helps that Trigger is a Shetland pony to get on, so that's a that's a good thing, too. All right, Brent's here, Jill's here, I'm here, markets, we got all kinds of things. More farm news, Jill. What else is happening? Well, China continues to be the world's largest importer of meat as they passed Japan for the number one spot in 2019. In fact, last year, the Chinese imported 43% more meat than the Japanese. China has gained the top position out of necessity as African swine fever outbreaks in China forced them to liquidate huge numbers of hogs. In fact, they killed more hogs than we have in our entire national herd. And the Allison Dairyland Finals have found a home in 2024. Door County will host the event to select our 77th Alice from May 2nd through the 4th. Agriculture and tur- tourism are the two major industries in Door County, as the county is home to just about all the tart cherries grown in Wisconsin. The Saturday night selection will take place on May 4th at Stone Harbor Resort in Sturgeon Bay. Door County last hosted the Alice Finals in 1983. And lots going on. Fairs, Jackson County, Buffalo County, Wisconsin Valley, Wisconsin, and so much more. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 19 minutes before 6 o'clock, if you care. 65 degrees, 87 the high today. So again, going to the fair, whatever the case may be, if you got animals to move, move them early. Move them early. Get them Get them comfortable, that's for sure. All right, Joe, speaking of moving animals to the fair, what fairs we got and what else is going on? Well, we've got the Buffalo County Fair in Mondovi. We've got the Jackson County Fair in Black River Falls. We've got the Wisconsin Valley Fair in Wausau. And we also have the Bloomer Free Fair happening this weekend. And the Wisconsin State Fair down in West Allis is going on. They've, I believe they did some showmanship with the dairy yesterday. Okay. I saw a few results, but not specifically. Right. So, And the Wisconsin Valley Fair in Wausau, did you mention that one? I did. Well, good for you. I'm showing you how much I listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> that is so typical, Bob. What else, so is, going, typical. What else is going on? <laughs> well, before we get on to our other stuff that's happening this weekend, I wanted to mention that our Saturday programs will be Eau Claire County with a Foster Town and Country 4-H club and our FFA, and that happens right around 6 o'clock tomorrow morning, and our FFA program will be with the Whitehall FFA, and that happens right after the 4-H program tomorrow morning. But we've got antique shows. We've got one at the Cooley Antique Engine Club happening today, tomorrow, and the next day. It's two miles west or two miles north of Westby off of Highway 27, and that's the 52nd Antique Show and they are gates open at eight o'clock in the morning. We've got uh, horse pulls down at the the um, Buffalo, the Buffalo County, County Fair. Fair. Yep, Buffalo County Fair is tomorrow at noon, and on Sunday there's a horse pull at the Wisconsin State Fair at two o'clock. And then we've got the Pioneer Days coming up next week, which we have tickets for. At um, and that's the one that's out off of thirty seven. And email waxbob at gmail.com for tickets for that. We also have tickets for the Badger Steam and Gas Engine Club 60th show down in Baraboo, and that is the 18th, 19th, and 20th. We have tickets for that. Email Bob. Remember to uh, include your address so I can get them out to you. 
And I'm going to swing a little bit farther into next week. We've got a spaghetti dinner fundraiser at the Whitehall High School, and that's to benefit to the Whitehall Powerlifting. That's on Tuesday from 5 to 8 at the high school. Get some spaghetti if you're hungry. Oh, I love spaghetti and meatballs, that's for sure. Good carbs for lifting weights and doing all that stuff. All right, that's a look at some of the calendar. And also they held a Farm Bill hearing over at Farm Fest over in Minnesota. That's kind of like our Farm Tech Days. Farm Fest, a big three-day show over there. And uh, the focus was basically crop insurance, talking about the importance of crop insurance to our farmers with this drought we've had and the bad weather over the past few years. Crop insurance, we'd have a lot of guys out of business. If it wasn't for crop insurance, they talked about the importance of that, even expanding crop insurance. And also, uh, circle August 16th, it looks like that's when uh, Congressman Glenn Thompson from the House Agriculture Committee, will be in La Crosse for a farm bill hearing uh, when we find out more about the details of that. For some reason, <laughs> they they act like it's national security, but uh, we'll find out exactly when and where. But August 16th is the date down in La Crosse. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's quarter to six, and it's 65 degrees out there, and it's time to head to Jim Lindsay and Altoona Equity. Choice beef steers and heifers, $1.45 to $1.77. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers, $1.45 to $1.74. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers, $1.58 to $1.66. Choice Holstein steers, $1.45 to $1.57. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers, $1.44 and down. Top 20% of the cull cows sold from $1.13 to $1.26. We had a top of $1.33. 60% of the cows sold from $74 to $1.12. The bottom 20% of the cows sold from 73 and down. Organic market from Tuesday, 80% of the organic cows sold from $1.40 to $1.54. Bottom 20% of the organic cows sold from $1.39 and down. Call bulls sold from $90 to $1.18. We thin, full horn, and lightweight bulls were all discounted. 80% of the 95-pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from $200 to $350 per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from $200 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from $275 to $570 per head. Our next special feeder sale will be Friday, August 11th, starting at noon. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104 to check out our early consignments or prices from previous sales. Go to the Equity Livestock Market consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Yeah, let's wrap up the sale barn activity for the week as we head over to the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. Jerry Fitzgerald, the luck of the Irish, you got some rain yesterday, huh? Well, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good morning, Bob and Jill. Yeah, we did yesterday afternoon around, oh, yeah, 5, 5.30. Uh, we just happened to be under the right right little cloud. It come uh, I was kind of watching it come down. I think Medford got some kind of slid down this part of Northern County, and now we're about three tenths. So I'm very, very happy. Good for you. That's good stuff. All right, is the market as good as that? How what kind of a week did we have? We had a good week, Bob. Thank you, and good morning, everyone. We'll tell the folks about how Equity Livestock on Stratford here closed out the week yesterday. On a summary from yesterday and this past week here at Stratford on the cow market, uh, high yielding fleshy Holstein and beef cows this week were selling from 105 to 129. Uh, extreme top on the cows this week did reach a dollar 35. Most of the cows this week sold between 83 and 104. Thinner cows, lighter carcass cows below the 80 dollar money. 
On Tuesday on the organic uh, market, high-yielding organic cows selling from 155 to 162. All right, back to the conventional type livestock now on the bull market this week. Uh, uh, high-yielding bulls selling from a dollar twelve up to 125. On the Fed cattle trade, choice grading Holstein steers are mostly from a dollar forty-two to a dollar fifty-seven. High-yielding choice strictly prime Holsteins from one fifty-eight to one sixty-five. And select grading cattle, uh, underfinished uh, cattle, one thirty-eight and below. On the calf market, Holstein bull calves mostly steady all week, selling from one fifty to three fifty. Uh, fancy bull calves earlier in the week from three fifty up to a top of four ten. Heifer calves mostly selling from uh, the better quality heifer calves from seventy-five to one fifty-five. And your good quality beef calves continue to be very, very strong. Three hundred to five eighty-five fancy calves. Uh, fancy beef calves earlier in the week from 600 up to an extreme top of 690. And so that uh, concludes this week here at Stratford. Uh, again, full marketing week on tap for next week, including our next A sale next Tuesday. Our next uh, feeder cattle sale will be next uh, Wednesday at 1230. So again, folks, got cattle can sign, let us know. We'll put them on the list for you. And also we invite folks to look at our website. A lot of stuff on for sale, a lot of livestock for sale, private treaty basis on our website, Equity Co-op. Just click on the Stratford page and you'll be there. So you guys have a good weekend. A lot of stuff going on and folks enjoy the weekend and uh, what a real warm day today and not so bad tomorrow. Huh? Yep, it's getting better. 76 on Sunday, another chance of rain. So that's good. You enjoy it and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Thank you much. There you go. Jerry Fitzgerald over there at Stratford. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. All right, let's take a look at the rest of our markets. Board of Trade, corn was lower yesterday. Rain in Brazil's second crop. Their Safina crop is coming in. Beans up four cents in good demand overnight. December corn did get back over $5, up eight cents at 502. Oats down three at 440. December wheat up 15, 670. November beans up 11. At thirteen thirty-six this morning in December, meal up sixty cents a ton, three hundred ninety-nine dollars and ten cents. At the country elevators today, Northside Elevator Loyal Location corns at five fourteen with soybeans at thirteen oh seven, and in Arcadia corns at five sixteen with soybeans at thirteen thirty-seven. Wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls and Connersville location, corn's at 5.04 with soybeans at 12.86. On the DTM screen, Golden Plump corn today, 5.34 at Baldwin, 4.59 on the corn, 12.97 on the beans. Duran, Mondovi, Elmwood, corn, 4.64, beans, 12.97. Fall Creek corn, 4.54, beans, 12.87 at uh, Osseo. Corn is 4.84, the beans, 12.97. In Elk Mound, 5.01 on the corn, uh, 12.92 on the beans. We've got Sparta at 4.95 and 13.64. And at Ellsworth, corn is 4.44, beans 12.87. Ethanol plants, Boyceville, 5.13 on the corn. Stanley, 5.19. New Richmond, 5.04. Barrel cheese down 4.5, 182.5. 40-pound blocks unchanged to 196. Butter down a cent and a half at 261.5. August class 3 down 40 at 17.09. September down 34 at 17.19. October down thirty at seventeen sixty seven. November eighteen dollars even. That's twenty two cents lower. And December down fifteen at eighteen oh seven. Hopefully he's got better news in the markets this morning, especially the dairy markets. Brent Wink with us on our Winfield United Land of Lakes covering the crops program. What have we seen this week, Brent? Good morning well, again. Good morning, gang. Yeah, yeah, I. Well, this time of year is sure fun. You know, we finally are getting rain. This corn crop is. We just... getting enough though. Well, it's, as of lately, you know, we have been. Obviously, a corn crop consumes a lot of rain, you maybe an inch and a half, two inches a week. But, uh, you know, it would be interesting to see some of that early affected drought stress corn 
Um, you know, there was probably some damage done, but just kind of looking at corn and staying with that corn theme for the week, I just had an opportunity to be walking some fields with some growers and doing some estimating, and that's always kind of fun. You got ears starting to form, but a lot of work to, to happen yet. So I thought I'd just talk a little bit about kind of what's going on there. You know, on a, on a corn crop at silking, so from the, the moment it silks to black layer, which would be probably about 30 to 35% grain moisture, it's 60 days. So you can kind of look at the calendar. You know, pretty much everything is, is fully tasseled. Uh, there's some of this, you know, drought stress stuff that's kind of uneven, but so we're looking at about 60 days to get to there. Corn silage, you know, that half milk line, we're probably, you know, 45 to 50 days. So, you know, we should see some of that happening. You know, maybe the first few days of September, starting to see some corn silage going on. But well, I really encourage growers to get out looking in the fields and, and kind of sizing up these corn plants. When you look at uh, a corn crop, a 200 bushel corn crop, from tassel to black layer, it still has to take up 70 to 90 pounds of nitrogen. So to fill that grain, there's still a huge amount of nitrogen consumption that has to happen. And more than 50% of the total phosphorus still gets taken up uh, during that time frame. Whereas potassium, we've only got about 20% of the potassium that it's going to take up to fill. So I like to look at is when you're out in those cornfields, if you start to see firing down on the lower leaves, we really shouldn't be seeing that quite yet. A corn plant is, yeah, the firing usually will be nitrogen. It has kind of the the smarts to pull some of that nitrogen from the bottom of the plant to keep feeding that uh, ear. So I really like to look at that total plant. Are we still seeing nice green leaves from top to bottom that it's not cannibalizing itself to finish it off by pulling some nitrogen from the bottoms of the plant? And then just to get out there and kind of see, you know, what's the diseases look like? What's your weed control look like? Uh, just a lot of fun things going on out there. And then, you know, pulling those ears back and seeing what we've got. And, and uh, as in a few of the counties around this area, and when we talk about growers past yield or their insurance yields, just about all the fields I was in, uh, it looks like we're going to be, you know, above their insurance 10-year averages, you know, versus the last couple of years, will we be able to to outdo some of the yields that we've had these last few years? That might be kind of a stretch, but I really think in a lot of areas we've got one heck of a crop uh, going going on here. And, you know, the soybeans, obviously, the rain in August, and, and that's really when those yields are made. But, boy, if we, uh, this heat, as much as we don't like it, that corn crop sure does. We've got the moisture, so... It's really a, a lot of fun to be out there. So do some scouting, kind of get a grade on, on your fields and your crop. You and your agronomist do some walking and see what's going on out there. That corn plant's kind of going to let you know if you maybe were a little bit short on nutrients. One of the things we did see this year was a lot of nitrogen went out, and then we weren't getting rain to incorporate that nitrogen. We need the rainfall when we're spreading that over the top of this corn. So some of these fields might have lost a little bit of nitrogen. But uh, it, it really, in the fields that I was in this week, uh, the crop really looks good. So hopefully we get the weather as we still need, mm-hmm. you know, 40 to 50, 60 days here yet to get this crop finished. So hopefully we uh, still have that. And hopefully that rain does come on Sunday because we can use more. You yeah. said the corn really uses uh, so yeah. much. Yeah, absolutely. And we need need that to keep keep uh, coming. So No, what, no uh, 
bugs, insects, uh, diseases? No, it's really you get to this time of year. Yeah, a lot of the fungicide applications yeah. have wrapped up or are, are wrapping up. And, and again, the job. plants, yeah, they, they look look really good in the fields that I was in. So this is uh, setting up to be a nice fall. Oh, that's good. Hopefully it continues that way because it didn't start that way. No, it? it's been a challenge uh, with some different things. So Boy, that's looking sure. good. All right, thanks, Brent. Brent Wake with us on our Winfield United Land O'Lakes Covering the Crops program. And again, 87 today, cooling off tomorrow to 82 Sunday, 76, a chance of rain. Should be kind of a cloudy day on Sunday, 65 right now. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report, available at waxradio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi and the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadah. On-demand content at waxradio.com.